You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Run like a wild man. I watched you struggle and I watched you wrestle with them angels. From Auburn University, Bo Jackson. Jackson. The correct Jordan Hare Stadium time is 8.09 p.m. Central, Central Standard Time. Your digital audio device is tuned into the Orange and True podcast, harbored by the friendly folks over at collegeandmag.com. Greetings and salutations, Orange and Truthers. It's me, Drew Croson, at Crow 2 on Twitter, at Crow on Venmo, and I joined Twitch, at Crow 2 on Twitch. I'm not actually like, I don't game. I just joined because a friend of mine uh, does, and I wanted to get into the chats on his streams. So shout out to Adam the Hand, this old roommate of mine in Denver who's on. He plays a game called Destiny, which I didn't know anything about that game. And then all of a sudden, I watched it. It looks like a video game. I don't play video games, but it looks fine. Joining me, as always, give me the full Fort Payne ASMR that you pay extra money for. A man who probably has a favorite... Guns N' Roses album. It's the AU Chief. Marhaban. Chief, Ryan's not yep. here because he's not here yet. We we believe that he's going to join eventually. Yeah, we uh, we think maybe he's in the shower. At some point, we might have to put out a proof of life for Ryan. Or he's but, really into video gaming. Because yeah. we know that Ryan plays some games, right? Yeah, maybe. Maybe he's on Twitch. I wonder if he has the new Xbox Series X. That's a good question. I don't know. It's actually kind of a bad question because he's not here. Oh, well, that's true. It's the worst (laughs) kind of question. I can't answer. I don't know anything about him (laughs) besides this podcast. He's from Georgia. You know, he's got a house. I think he's got Um, two siblings. Sure. One of them, I think, is like in the same school as several Auburn recruits. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. So we did talk a little Auburn recruiting just then. That's, a, that's sure. enough of that. Sure. <laughs> We've got yeah. some uh, maybe commits coming up, but uh, I guess we won't, we're not going to really talk about those until it actually happens, right? We got some commits coming up. I, I'm more interested in in the wild Auburn hoops transfer market. Right. Right. Transfer season. What is it called in, in, in soccer? It's not called transfer season. The silly season? Yeah, this, we're getting what, into the this silly season. It feels a little bit like that, right? Like It is. Just the wildest like rumors. Every Everybody's coming to your team. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like Auburn might pick up Georgia's best player from last year's basketball team, might come to Auburn now. It's, it's really bizarre. The number of guys from that UGA team that have transferred are pretty – 
it's pretty staggering. The amount I mean, of there, people. Seven top scores are gone, right? Is Your that is that the scores. number? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, that uh, Tom Crean doing a bang up job over there. It sounds like it's nuts. I've never, I can't fathom that. They the players either must know they hate him or that he's not long for that position or something like. Yeah. There's no reason for all of them to want out like that that quickly. I don't know. It's I've never seen it before. I mean, I don't see that there's any way that they can win more than maybe a couple of conference games next year. I mean, I just there's no way they can keep him on, right? Yeah, like, right. Like I, but can you fire him now? Like that. That's that's a weird weird situation, and it may be one you start seeing more often, like <laughs> where. Yeah slowly guys clear out after the season's gone and then you've kind of waited too long to hire some like fire somebody it's kind of weird yeah it's um yeah it's pretty it's pretty wild i think i've been watching a lot of oh yeah look at that asmr pouring milos that is unfortunately i talked to him so we didn't get it clean but that is the sound of pouring milos into a cup (laughs) If we're going to record like a sound effects uh, <laughs> CD. I need, a, I need a soundboard. Yeah. We can get our soundboard going. Um. Coughs, typing. <laughs> those are all sounds you get on this podcast. Typing is a big one on this pod because my computer sometimes doesn't register the microphone that I've got plugged in and gives me just the, the onboard mic. Okay. So I've been watching a lot of Formula One television uh-huh. because of the Netflix show. Mads and friends try to get me into formula one, bro. I have not watched one race, but this show is incredible. Like I'm yeah. probably going to watch the next race that I can find. And you, and you, you picked a team Red Bull, right? Is that, well, the, I is did. It? And then I quit picking Red Bull. Oh, I, I liked done, them because I'm, I am, predisposed to liking anything Red Bull branded because they've done a really good job of psychologically manipulating me to think that's what's <laughs> cool. You know what I mean? Like, oh, if yeah. it's Red Bull, it's got to be cool. It's the Red it's Bull a, thing. Are, are, they're an Austrian company, right? But Not just that company. They own Austria at this point almost. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> okay. it's wild. Okay. They're an Austrian company. They did an incredible job of aligning themselves with everything cool action sports right in the early 2000s and so now it's like yeah if, if you see out like a red bull helmet on you're like oh he's the cool guy yeah he's probably uh like jumping uh the canyons in yeah. a wrx or something like because they don't sell you cannot go out and buy a red bull branded helmet sure you have to be given it by red bull as a sponsor so then it's like, all right, he earned that by being. Yeah. He sent in a, a video of him dude. doing something crazy, right. or he's a professional. Yeah. He's just, yeah. Or both. So, but it turns out, spoiler alert for the show, the Rebel team's kind of a bunch of tattletales. Mm. Mm. And I, I don't know if it's because I'm an Auburn fan. I don't like tattletales. Or maybe a, also a cycling fan. Well, as well, there's that too. But like, <laughs> It, it just feels like every time they, they're just trying to catch other teams cheating and then quickly running to the officials to say, hey, 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 they're cheating, they're cheating. 
And half the time, the officials are like, no, they're not. Like, that's not against the rules. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not a good look. No, it's not. But then one of my friends is like, you don't understand. That's just – that's the culture of the sport mm. is that everyone's bending the rules all the time and you're, you're expecting other teams to do that. Like if you gotcha. don't do that, you're not playing the game. Like you've got to go – because somebody's doing that to Red Bull most likely and we just don't see that in the show. But like – yeah, it's like every couple of episodes. Like we had to go file a complaint about so it's like, Why? First of all, like, they're like complaining about a team too that finishes like eight spots behind them in most races. They're like, who cares? Who cares? I know, I know you mentioned it. Uh, I think last week. But what? Uh, where? Where can you watch this? Where can one watch this show? It's Netflix. Netflix. It's okay. called Drive to Survive on Netflix. There is an episode in season three, which is there's three seasons. There's an episode in season three called Man on Fire that is legitimately the best hour of television I've ever watched. I I have wow. ever sat through just sitting there. Like usually I like have my phone out while I'm watching TV and every so often I'm checking my phone. Like not didn't even once pick up my phone for the entire episode. It is gripping television. They do an amazing the thing they do an amazing job on is showing all of the various narratives that exist within a race besides who's winning the race. Because one guy is winning like every single one of these, right? Like Lewis Hamilton's winning yeah. every race. So it get, it would be really boring if every episode was, and here's this Grand Prix. Oh, and Lewis Hamilton won it. And here's this other one. Oh, Lewis Hamilton won that one too. But instead it's like, who's finishing fifth is grippingly compelling by the end of the show. And who's going to finish 11th and not get any points in this race? And that means that so-and-so might lose sponsorship and then they fire this person. And It's wild. It's a wild show. Every niche sport needs a show like this. I think cycling think, would, would absolutely crush a show like yeah, this. Yeah, it's actually uh, weird that there isn't a cycling show like, like this or the uh, whatever that show the that they nothing. do for soccer is. Or the uh, hard knocks. Hard knocks. Guess, the, yeah, uh, I think it's vein. because no sport is worse at promoting itself. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's the thing is that every other sport is run by people who think the goal is to actually get more people to watch it, and cycling hasn't figured that out yet. Yeah, it's like they don't care. They don't. I guess. I don't, or they just don't like. But there, it's weird because it seems like there's a ton of money in it. Like a ton. Some, some teams. But <coughs> you say that the guy who won the Tour de France last year made about the same as the mm. guy who won the Tour de France in like 2001. Like, okay. Um, yeah, so like the guys who win the Masters make millions. I wonder, I wonder why there's not. Um... I know there's club teams, but why there's not like a a, a real like Division One cycling? Um, I, I, I actually had this thought while we were talking about car racing, but um, is it's odd that there is no like official NCAA event, or maybe there is, we just don't do it around here because you mean in the United uh, States? Yeah, there's a couple in the U.S. They're just not very big. Yeah, I was, yeah. And the big guys, I, I know Auburn. Auburn has like a cycling team, but they're not like. Oh, in Auburn. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I mean for like collegiate 
like oh, NCAA. Yeah, it like exists. Cycling. It's club. It's like, it's yeah, like hockey. Right. Right. I, I know that Auburn has like a club team. They have a, a club triath- triathlon team too because I had some friends on it. Um, um, in fact, I want to say Auburn is, is pretty okay. The club cycling team. Um, Florida's is like some of those guys like actually end up going and riding in the pros on some from from the college club level. Interesting. I put it this way: the I, guy that won the Tour de France last year um, got five hundred grand. That's not a lot, yeah. For that's winning money the biggest thought. race they've got, and maybe one of the most harder, most, most difficult physical feats in the world. He got $500,000. And that's basically what Lance would get when he would win the tour. Cause just, yeah, I, there was a lot I more eyeballs you, on it back then. I guess you have to be, um, like a superstar like him to really make a ton of money in it. Cause from sponsorships and right. promotion and stuff like that. Some um, guys, some guys did, um, some guys will make a lot of money. Like I think there's a couple of guys who make about twenty five million a year. Okay. No, that's not it. Sorry, their contract will be like twenty five million dollars. They might make ten million dollars a year or something okay. like this. But it's no, it's nowhere close to the money because like a a team's budget might be the biggest team. Their budget is like thirty million dollars for the okay. whole year. And then smaller teams, their budget might be like four million dollars. And there's this giant gap. Obviously. Does, does uh, do, is there ever like a four million dollar team that wins anything no. big? No. No. Yeah. Of course not. <laughs> no. It's it is very similar to Formula One, where it's like there's some teams that are spending tons of money and some teams that aren't, and the ones that aren't are losing. Yeah. Yeah. They're calling it financial doping, and in some cases. Yeah, too. I, I think I, I I suppose NASCARs is similar to that in the same way, like. There's teams that are just there to be there for sponsorship yeah, stuff. They're not some like, Belgian window maker sponsored a team, but they don't have enough skill to actually hire the best riders. Yeah. Yeah. It, let's hmm. see. The highest, I think the highest paid cyclist right now is a guy named Chris Froome, who is washed up, but he, he's won four tours to France and is, you know, they 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 got hired up by a team sponsored by this the nation of Israel, hmm. Israel startup nation as it's called, and he's making five and a half million a year. So he's making like league minimum in the in the in the NBA yeah, or right, something. Right. Speaking of the NBA, uh, is there a defensive defensive a rookie defensive player of the year? There is a no no okay. there isn't the NFL. So I would think Isaac would have it Isaac, just locked. I would be interested with Isaac now on is he going to win is he going to be named to first team all rookie. I don't think to. I think he I think he will. He does he's not going to win rookie of the year. No, cuz he's not he's not scored, you know, Yeah, and he's not denied, like I mean he kind of is now. La, he's it's going to be LaMelo, which I don't think it should be LaMelo. But it's going to be Ryan Starrett's favorite player Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards, yeah. Who is having an unbelievable year? Yeah, he's pretty good. And he'll and he played all year, whereas Lamelo yeah. got hurt. Yeah, but I think then, I, I would put Isaac on my all rookie team for sure. Yeah, he's, he's got to be. 
Ch- Chuma might be there too, but he's hurt. So I, I, I would I be know. interested to see if they even classify Chuma as a rookie. They should. It's true. It's, true. it's his first year. He didn't play at all. They did year. Blake Griffin, but Chuma was technically in the G League last year, <laughs> which didn't okay. exist when Blake Griffin was a rookie. So who knows? I don't know how they would. Interesting. I don't know yeah, how they would do that. Both, both those guys had pretty good years. The injury bug got Chuma again, though, and I'm. I'm starting to be a little worried about that. I'm worried about two for him because you don't want him to be like Kristaps Porzingis. You know, here at the end, though, I kind of think maybe they just shut him down just, you know, just because they're, they're, they're trying they're to lose trying games. Trying to tank anyway. So uh, they're trying to lose games. The Cavs, I don't think the Cavs are actively trying to tank. They just suck. They just suck. I think the Cavs don't have enough of a plan to tank. They, yeah. Because to tank, you would have to like rest your best players. The Cavs don't have anybody to rest. Yeah, Colin Sexton's taking like forty shots a night, and, uh... and that's their whole good. <laughs> and the thing is, everyone's like, I was reading an article the other day about how there were rumors that there were Cavs players growing frustrated with his style of play. Yeah. And the guy writing the article was like, the problem is. If he's not taking these shots, who is? Yeah, who is? Like, <laughs> I mean, when I, when Isaac Okoro's scoring in double digits, which he has several times now, uh, you might have a problem uh, yeah. <laughs> with the scoring options. Kenny Smith uh, used to talk about all the time about like that the biggest like fool's gold in the NBA is the guy scoring twenty five points a game on a lottery team. Yeah, because he's like. These guys are all good enough to score points. And there's X number of possessions that exist in a basketball game. Right. And if your team sucks, there may not be enough guys taking shots, so you might have more opportunities. So just because you scored 25 a night on a team that got the third pick in the draft, you might actually stink. Like if you got put on an actual really good team, you might not get any minutes. That's like Russell Westbrook uh, getting triple doubles every night. Like, (laughs) it's like. In some ways, yeah. I mean, so, somebody else was scoring, but I mean, there was nobody else there taking all those shots he was taking to get like twenty-eight points, and and know. he and he has to do everything he's ever been on since KD left. Yeah, Russ has been like, all right, I have to have the ball in my hand ninety percent of the time, or we're not going right. to win. Yeah, I'm not sure how that Rockets thing worked out last year. It did uh, not work out. Yeah, yeah, I didn't and those think guys so. are supposed to be best friends. Yeah. But like, well, yeah, did not Best work. friends doesn't mean you can play well together, you know? No. All right. So actually, I have one I'm going to ask. I have a would you rather question sent in by okay. our, own, our own James Jones. All right. That I wanted to ask you. James Jones writes, would you rather Horace Spencer's three-point shot against Kentucky goes in or Michael Dyer scores the touchdown to go ahead uh, of Oregon. Oh, uh, wait. Now, we're going to win oh. both those games, even yeah, yeah. if that doesn't happen. But yeah. which would have been... Oh, Horace in that three, dude. I think you're right. What about... <laughs> okay, let me change it. Would you rather Horace hits that three or Cam scores on that quarterback sneak at the end of oh. that game? Uh, well, they wanted him to take a knee, and he... Decided he was going to quarterback sneak it anyway. Yeah, yeah, right. I still, I still got to go with Horace. I, I just, I less people watching that game than watching the uh, yeah. national championship game, obviously. But uh, 
everyone would have lost their collective minds if yeah. Horace had hit that. Like, I, I just, I think Auburn's, the Auburn internet would have just exploded and just all blacked out. And it would, it would have been oh, incredible. It would have been the uh, nexus of the universe for the Auburn yeah. Twitter. And, and, I mean, just think about how much people talk about that shot now. Like, he they didn't it. hit it. And he missed it. I mean, we're talking about Daniel Moore paintings. Oh, man. I, I guarantee I would commission a Daniel Moore painting if, if he did that shot. It had been called The Shot or something. Yeah. It had, like, enclosed <laughs> underneath it, The Shot yeah. or Horace for three. <laughs> You would have had oh, that. You would have had that picture of him hitting that three, and next to it, the photo of him from that earlier Kentucky game where he was just covered in blood. Oh yeah, yeah. You'd yeah. have had them side by side in your office. Well, no, that would be part of the. It would have been one of those Daniel Moore collages. Yeah. The shot would have been in the middle, and then there would have been several other scenes. Bloody you know, face, one up in the horror. corners, the bloody face. Yes. Uh, oh man, that's another. I, like, if you could have a Daniel Moore painting of any Auburn moment that doesn't ex- ha- it doesn't already have one. <laughs> yeah. Which what would it be? I I, I kind of think I just want this painting now, even though yeah. he didn't hit the shot. I kind of <laughs> want the Malik Dunbar stare down after the block. Oh yes, that's yes. a Daniel Moore painting. <laughs> uh, oh yes, with with like quote classic Malik underneath it. <laughs> just, that's, that's the name of the painting. That's the name of the painting. It's classic Malik. Oh man, that would be. Terrific. Or a Daniel Moore painting of uh, of Jared Harper dunking on that dude from Xavier. Oh, Even though like, yeah, dude. Like, that game was completely meaningless. Yeah, for sure. But that play was so incredible. Uh, yeah, I, I I was watching that at, in Fort Payne, I'm pretty sure. The yeah. classic Malik painting would have the collage would be that, the stare down. Then you'd have Malik wearing Chuma's jersey Ch- yes. in yes. warm-ups. Yeah, <laughs> a picture of Malik like on a piano playing yeah, the piano, yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, down in the corner, him just like trying to cr- crank a dunk, but it yes. missing and pop, like p- popping up in the air. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he had a couple of nasty dunks too that year. Yeah, I, I, think so I think okay, so let's go from Malik Dunbar to like last year. We talked a lot about how half of the team were just Malik Dunbars. <laughs> Yeah, there were a lot yeah. of Malik, young Malik Dunmars on the team, and I always said that Devin Cambridge is like the next. He's like the evolutionary jump of Malik sure. Dunmar. I don't think Malik Dunmar plays many minutes on next year's Auburn men's basketball team. Yeah, I think they would love him to come. I, if Malik Dunbar, let's say, had another year of eligibility granted by the NCAA, I think Bruce would love it to have a guy who's been there. Yeah, I mean he's he's coming off the bench. Uh, I mean he may take minutes away from. I mean maybe Devin. I, I you know I don't well, know. I mean I'm worried about Devin getting minutes at this point. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, gosh, because if we get this, if Auburn yeah. gets this kid from Georgia, then your guard yeah. situation is went from. Who's going to play guard to now? We got thirty guards. So he he played, and we'll, I I sort of figured we'd cover this when he actually does. Like if there's any actual announcement, yeah, we will. Uh, just one quick question: he he didn't play point guard, right? But no. he was a point guard in high school. Is that is that? I the think deal? That that's correct. Okay, I mean he's pretty small, so that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, uh so interesting. Um. 
I believe that that is correct. I think. So would you call him a combo guard? He's a combo guard. Oh man, <laughs> great. Which we've That's not had. We wanted. We've not had great success with those, unless their name's Samir Dowdy. Yeah, who was a great combo guard. Yeah. So Katie Johnson's this kid's name. So we'll find right. out Wednesday. So you'll you'll if you're listening to this. Yeah. You probably he's probably already happened. It's already happened. So he's yeah. he's averaged thirteen and a half points a game last year, and I believe he played. A little bit of both, it looks like. I'm starting to believe uh, Ryan Starrett f- forgot about the podcast. You mean the guy who asked us to record on Tuesdays? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, let's just keep it rolling. I hope that he's doing okay. Ryan, <laughs> thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Um, I really. Because he's not responding to text, so I'm getting worried about him. Yeah, I am too. All right, so who holds the Auburn record in career tackles? This comes from James Jones as well. Auburn record for career tackles. Man, is it uh, is it Kevin Green? Well, this is – he called this who has been paying attention in Slack. Oh, because oh, great. This was mentioned, I suppose. Yeah, I'm imagining so. He sent me the answer, but I kind of want to get the – he sent me the answer – but not the actual thing, the number. Okay. The number. But it's an unbreakable record, he said. Oh, yeah, I was. Uh, oh, shoot. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. I I know it was I, was, I was paying attention, but now I've forgotten. So because we were talking talking about the, uh, the, the blocks record. He averaged um, nearly 13 po- tackles a game. There was an Auburn career. Incredible. And in his time on the Plains, Freddie Smith ah. recorded 528. That is absurd. Is That's absurd. absurd. It's completely absurd. How? Yeah. <laughs> Who's the next closest? Do we do we know? I think it I think it may have been mentioned. I don't the know. Next. It but was it was pretty it was a as absurd a stat as a, as the block stat, like the next guy. Being nowhere near, right, uh, Kyle? Huh? Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, it I, is. I failed that test. Yeah, you failed that test of who's paying attention in, on your Slack. We talked a little mode of motocross. We didn't talk any motocross because Barrett Sally isn't on this podcast. We talked a little <laughs> bit of Formula One because F one Monaco Grand the Monaco Grand Prix is this weekend. Is She's, it? Do you I, know what country Monaco is in? It is in. Oh God. Oh, it's a trick question. Yeah, it's Monaco. Monaco. It's yeah. just a like Monaco is a micro state, as they're called. Yeah. yeah. So Monaco. Um, Grace Kelly was the uh, princess there. Princess Grace, right? Something like that. That's what I thought. There's a couple of these micro states. Andorra is one that I've L- always Luxembourg. Lu- Luxembourg is awesome. That's I have been to that one, but I've never been to Monaco. I've never been to San Marino. Monaco is to, adjacent to Italy, correct? It's Yeah, Italy and France. Okay. So the people there speak French and Italian. Cool. Their football team plays in the French La, uh, La Liga. Yeah, that's right. AS Monaco. Yeah. They're it's they're very fast. It's a it's a fascinating thing. Um, How bit like uh, I yeah. mean, I guess it's just the size of a big city. 
the whole place is. And it's just a, it's like a resort place, like Ibiza. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, Ibiza is in Spain. Spain. Right? Monaco is officially called the Principality of Monaco yeah. because it's a sovereign city state, but it's also I believe that the that the French have some sort of jurisdiction. Maybe not. I might be wrong. I might get be uh, upset by. Well, I, I know they Monica. had Monica. a royal family there. Monegasque. If you are Monegasque, you are from Monaco. Hmm. The the there was uh, like Prince Renault or something like that from there. Yeah. Uh, they have a uh, constitutional monarchy. They currently have got yeah. Prince Albert the second. That's right. Um, Prince Albert in a can. In a can. It's a whole joke thing. I think it's very small. It's the second smallest sovereign state in the world behind the Vatican. Ah, uh, yeah. The Vatican is uh, like like a not Tiny. even a city. It's like a it's a complex of buildings. Yeah. It's like, so it's only like, like, a, it's like a district. Only like forty thousand people live in Monaco. So it's like have you ever been? Never been to Monaco. Would always have you ever been to the Vatican? No, never been to the Vatican, which is also odd considering how many times I've been to Italy, but never been to the Vatican. Always wanted to go. Monaco is, in a, Monaco is in a gorgeous part of the French Riviera between France and Italy. So like, that's one reason why it probably doesn't want to be a, a part of either country because it's, it's doing pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's one yeah, of it's, the wealthiest countries in the world. By Is it all tourism? Is that, is that their whole tourism? A, a massive casino. In Monte yeah. Carlo. Well, that's uh, yeah, Monte Carlo. That's mm-hmm. that's where uh, uh, James Bond uh, right. took on Lachif. Lachif. I believe. Mads Mikkelsen. It's in several James Bond books, but yeah, yeah, because it's yeah. it's where in the original Casino Royale book, which is fantastic right. if you haven't read that book, and in the movie, which is the best James Bond movie, the new Daniel Craig Casino Royale. They're in, they're in Monaco. Playing mm-hmm. Texas Hold'em in the movie, which is yeah. bizarre, but I don't even know if that's... I mean, maybe they have maybe a table for that there. But uh-huh. it's also kind of of the time that that movie came out where like that was back when poker was all over ESPN. Right, right. It it uh, it also makes it look... The, the casino they're in is tiny, yeah. which is really nice. Uh, it, it also features in um, uh, Iron Man 2. Yeah. You're right, because he goes to the Grand Prix of Monaco. Yep, that's right. The Formula One race. I think. What time? What time is this race? What time do I have to wake up if I want to catch this race? I, people have been trying to get me into F1. So. It's early, because um, it's obviously. It's got. I think that they show it on Fox Sports now, or Fox Sports Two, or FS One, or something like that. I'm being told no by our audience. <laughs> it's really funny that we have an audience. Is it nine? No. Will, McLaughlin, just turn your microphone on. Yeah, yeah. Pop in here. <laughs> hey, guys. Yeah. What's up, guys? I just, you know, it's a lovely Tuesday evening here in Tennessee and figured I'd just hop on and say hello. But, uh, yeah, uh, 8 a.m. Sunday morning is Monaco on ESPN. Oh, there the we big go. big ESPN? Yep. ESPN has the uh, Formula One now. I don't know if it's ESPN or ESPN2, but, yeah, ESPN has the Formula One. So let oh, me ask man. this, since, since we are an um, American and Dutch podcast we here, are. Uh, what, uh, is there an American F1 race? There's an American F1 race in Austin, in, Texas. Oh, really? Yeah. And you know what's funny about that? Of the America. Is, and you know what's funny about that, Crow, is NASCAR is making their 
Dakota debut this Sunday. I know. They're coming. So, so NASCAR is the, – the track in Austin is really awesome. And NASCAR is trying to barrel its way in and, and do a race there now too. So, hmm. so now Texas has two NASCAR events, both Texas they, Speedway and Coda. Do they do indie races there at the at the Austin? I think they the, might or might start. They do a bunch of other like random. I've I have wa- I I don't know that I've ever watched F one. I've watched some indie races, but not many of those. Yeah. Either. So they raced at the Texas Motor Speedway in Fort Worth, and I know they took one of the dates from the Texas Motor Speedway and gave Dakota, and in return, the All Star Race it got moved to the Texas Motor Speedway from Charlotte. But this is kind of the this is kind of you know. We'll we'll take this if you give up this, you know. Sure. It looks like it's on Big ESPN, guys. Monaco Grand Prix. That's <laughs> pretty unbelievable. That's um, cool. But it's, it's cool. kind of it kind of stinks though that Monaco is this weekend because usually Monaco <laughs> is the same weekend as the Indy 500 and mm-hmm. the Coca-Cola 600 NASCAR, and like all those big three races are always Memorial Day weekend. So it's kind of wow. a bummer. Monaco is the I'm weekend. I'm glad you Memorial jumped Day. on here, Doctor McLaughlin. I know. Racing expert. Automobile enthusiast, Dr. Will McLaughlin. I think I... Uh, You've just become... Uh, uh, you're our NASCAR correspondent and our yeah, automobile uh, correspondent. You've as just well become as loyal, loyal listener Murph's uh, oh, yeah. favorite guest. <laughs> well, you know, I, I have been known a Sunday afternoon or two to turn the NASCAR race on, and if I fall asleep, so be it. But yeah, that's that's hey, me. That, that, was, uh, that was like every Sunday growing up. My And my dad... Literally, my dad was not the guy that had like like he didn't have a favorite driver or anything like that. He just turned. We just the race was on, mainly because back in the day there was literally nothing on TV on Sundays. Yeah. Uh, uh, and so uh, we would watch NASCAR with just the the background noise of every Sunday of my childhood. The race is on. It looks like pride in the backstretch. That's a George Jones song. Will, I don't know if you know who that is. Oh, I, I know that. Okay. And so now, Brown covered it as well. Yes. I'm very, so, I know exactly what that is. Wow. I'm not as, I'm not as young Brown as reference on here. That is, that's really nice. Now that you jumped on, we had just finished talking about Auburn basketball recruiting. And I got a question. If the, now that I forgot his name, if the guard from Georgia commits tomorrow. Katie Johnson. Yeah. Okay. Where is he playing? Where is he playing? I mean, is Devin Cambridge playing for us next year? Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, that's a great question. I mean, it's, it's kind of, you know, for me, I when I saw that yesterday morning, it was like, I you know, it's like, well, that came out of nowhere as, as far as he expected to go to Auburn. But it was funny because I was thinking about him Sunday night. And, like, when he announced he went to the portal, I want to say, like, last week, I hadn't seen like a list or anything of like anything that he had narrowed it down. And then suddenly it's like, Oh, he's coming to Auburn and he's committing today. And it was just like, wait, yeah, where is he going to play? But I mean, I guess it's another guy you put, you put, you know, you split between the one and the two and take some pressure potentially off of Wendell green running the point. Because the thing about it is, is it's like, does Auburn really have a true point guard? I think if there's one, if there's one thing that, you know, you're looking at next year, it's like, what is Auburn's potential weakness? You got you've got a bunch of guys that can play point guard, a bunch of combo guards, you know, Zepp Jasper, Desi Seals, you know, and, you know, Wendell Green. But does Auburn have a true point guard? And if Scoot Henderson's no longer going to be an option for G League reasons, um, which is quickly obviously becoming one of Auburn's biggest rivals, you know, right? It's you know, it can't. It, we we learned last year you can't ever have enough guards. 
especially yeah. guys that can play the point guard position. It's true. It, it kind of feels like maybe we feel like, okay, well, there's not a surefire point guard out there, so let's go sign a bunch of dudes that might could play, and maybe one of them will work out. Uh, and it, just point guard by committee may be what we, we're looking at this next year. And, and one other thing I would mention too, Chief, is is he had Auburn in his final five when he committed to Georgia. I think yeah. it was Georgia, Auburn, Georgia Tech, uh, Jacksonville State, and Kennesaw State. So he had a couple mid-major wow. schools on there too because oh, he's kind of under the radar. And then he kind of burst on the scene late. So Georgia gets this guy, and you know they think he's going to be really great. And then kind of like Sharif, he didn't play it non-conference schedule. His first game right. was against Auburn in I January. I forgot about that. That's right. So he didn't get to play, but that conference, you know, part of that conference season, I want to say maybe 16 games. Um, so kind of similar to Sharif. Uh, Is this the dude that, that has like a running back's neck? I'm talking about this chief, but how half of Georgia's yeah, yeah, guards, right? Yeah, they they have the dude that looks traps like a rolling uh, bowling ball and killed us. Is this like a Nick Chubb clone? Yeah, can't remember. Yeah, I I I'm interested to see the minute shake up for Bruce I, next year. I do remember it was a it was the narrative during that game was Sharif Cooper and Katie Johnson, like who was going to be the the better player in that game or whatever. Yeah. It was definitely the narrative on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because there's a lot of, there's a lot of people and they're still out there of Sharif Cooper being better than Katie Johnson takes out there. Um, So he played 16 games last year. So, I mean, he played about, well, a little, you know, a little more than Sharif did. So, but he didn't get cleared until like three days after Sharif did. So, yeah, should yeah, I call saying, Ryan live on air? I'm a little worried. I am actually a little worried. Yeah, give him a call real quick. This All is, right, man. We'll, take quick, we'll take a quick commercial yeah. break, and then we'll come back There we go. with news of Ryan, maybe. Maybe not. This is riveting radio for people. We're back <laughs> at 37 minutes and 9 seconds into this podcast. Um, we are here. We're talking with Dr. McLaughlin. Dr. Will, we had a question on Twitter from a friend of the show, Kevin Ives. Kevin Ives is a good friend of the show, and maybe, other than Drew McCracken, the best Auburn baseball mind there is, took some time out of his busy day thinking about Auburn baseball and wrote, what sport should Auburn add that's not men's soccer? Varsity sport, I'm assuming he's meaning. And why is it wrestling? Now, the answer is because Auburn was like super good at wrestling before it canceled the program. But Auburn was really, really actually one of the better teams at wrestling and then had to shutter its program to move some money around. But what do you think, Will? What, what sport would you like to see Auburn add that isn't? Men's men soccer is the obvious answer because it would be incredible yeah. and this podcast would be all behind it. Yeah, I mean, men's soccer would be the obvious answer to me. By the way, how about Marshall? Unseeded, goes through the NCAA tournament, wins the national championship last night. Well, did you see what happened in the ladies last night? I heard that, yeah, I heard about it. Santa so Clara I, was at, I was at a sports bar last night, and they had for so, they had all these TVs on. That looked amazing, by the way. Just yeah. like a huge, like, it was indoor, outdoor kind indoor, of Indoor, outdoor. I was at Texas, oh. Texas Live there. Between the the new Rangers barn and the the Death Star, enjoy your your week of bachelordom. Enjoy my week it, it of bachelordom, seems. absolutely. 
the week of week of Drew, and it it's uh the, there's so many televisions that they just like they put ESPN two on. ESPN two was the national champions of women's soccer, and Florida State, who went through the season sixteen and zero, had a chance of being the first undefeated women's. I don't know if it was the first ever undefeated women's collegiate champion or the first in a long time. Santa Clara, the 11 seed, had already beaten a four seed and a two seed in that tournament and was now playing overall one seed Florida State and freaking beat them in penalty kicks. Had them, it, it was 1-0 Florida State for a long time. And then the second, penal, second period, Santa Clara gets a goal. And then, I may have that backwards. Hold them off, go to overtime, no goals in overtime, go to PKs. And Florida State hits two off the post, Chief. And Santa Clara buries all theirs. Game over. Santa Clara wins the national championship of women's soccer on PK. Wow. The 11 seed. Wow. It's, it's amazing. And I'm Auburn, the only one standing Auburn at the got bar. left out because Reasons. we don't really know. I'm, I'm at this bar standing up just like cheering <laughs> and everyone's looking around because the game like the noise is not that game it's the rangers game and i'm like let's go broncos <laughs> like, i googled like what is santa clara's mascot right Just, right so to get back to to your initial question before i went on a tangent about marshall yeah about adding a sport i mean obviously men's soccer would be the answer but i mean so i, I looked at, this is these are the sports auburn has for baseball basketball football golf Swimming and diving, tennis, track and field. So, I mean, that kind of, gosh, I don't even know. I mean, other than men, I mean, men's soccer is just such the obvious answer here that right. I don't even know. I don't even know where to start or where to think. Cross. There you, thank you. That's it. You just answered that. That would yeah, be. I mean, it, it, I, I say that as someone who sort of mocks the idea of the cross, but it is, or at least as, as of about. I don't know, eight, 10 years ago, it was really, really big in the, in the area. And it, it, I think it's big amongst the, there was a big push uh, with youth lacrosse in the last like 15 years. Yeah. That's a, I'm glad you brought lacrosse up. I think, I think if I had to pick something, that would be my answer. That's not men's soccer. Um, I've watched a little lacrosse here and there, like the NCAA tournament. I know they're kind of, winding down their season as well. And uh, it's kind of one of those sports you see mostly in the Northeast. And, like, I know, like, Duke and North Carolina, of course, the Duke lacrosse. I think you guys, you guys know the story about that. There was a whole big big deal about it. Big to-do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll leave it. I'll sort leave of uh, ruined an well, American institution, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's their own doing. But yeah, it's a it's a I mean it's an interesting sport. I mean it's kind of like a cross between soccer. I mean soccer. I don't want to say soccer and football. I love lacrosse. Really, actually, I actually really enjoy it. Like, I like watching it a lot. The mo- so. the most I know about it is that you used to catch it on ESPN two from time to time, and uh, it was uh, featured in American Pie. Yeah, <laughs> it's very ho- it's a very hockey soccer mix, is what I would call it. Yeah, yeah. there you go. That's, That's yeah, hockey, hockey soccer. soccer. Not football. And, yeah. it, and it's super fun. It's really fast paced. Indoor lacrosse Indoor. is even crazier. They wear a lot of pads for not a lot of contact. I feel like the guys do. Yeah, but they. I think what they do is they wear the pads that I think American football should switch to because I think you would see less concussions because tackling would become safer. 
the other sport no I would, and the other sport I would might would consider because we have we have a ladies team would be volleyball. Yeah, men's yeah. volleyball would be sweet. I would like to see Auburn add rugby. I think that would oh, be rad. Yeah. It's got a club team. It's uh, the I don't I don't know how good they are. I know people that used to play on it though. And I like obviously cycling, but I don't think there's not even like it's not even a varsity sport anywhere. But yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I was wondering about that earlier. Uh, volleyball is really big in the Northeast, and uh, I and, think and the West Coast. The West Coast yeah, is like men's course. volleyball central. Is there is there NCAA beach volleyball? Yes. yes, it's huge on the West Coast. So they actually just finished yeah. up a beach volleyball turn, uh, national championship in Orange Beach. Uh, Gulf Shores Orange ah, Beach hosted the beach man. volleyball. Look at that. We should have a team down there, man. Auburn should have a beach volleyball team. I think I would like to see – yeah, more sports is good. I don't think it's going to happen because I think it's going to be – the answer is going to be less sports as long as we're trying to stay like mm. afloat financially. Yeah, yeah. But I think it, it's always – it always is – it's cool to me to see niche sports. I like watching – I'm a guy who watches a lot of sports that nobody else watches. So, I mean, I would so love to see there, an Auburn cycle cross race, but no one's watching I mean, that you could do – you could do beach volleyball now. You could just do a men's and women's team. Yeah, why not? There you what, go. What does it take? <laughs> A ball and some sand. Like there's beach volleyball. There's sand yeah, volleyball think, pits all over town. Yeah, right. There's probably one at the the new student center. I'm, I haven't been I'm there sure there, there is. I've played on it. Yeah, yeah there you go. I've played at it several times. It's, well, come on. What does it take to get it up to NCAA quality? We already have the equipment, guys. We can use the same ball. <laughs> we already have I, the volleyball. I played a lot of, played a lot of beach volleyball uh, with the Boy Scouts. It was a, it was a thing back in I the love, 90s. I love sand volleyball. I think also – we should have a uh, a three on three team because as, as that's becoming an Olympic oh, yeah. sport, I think that a designated three versus three basketball team that could be the same guys potentially or some of the guys. Maybe sure. you got maybe you got three guys who aren't getting a lot of run next year, and you put Stretch Akumbola on your men's instead of like three on three team and Chris Moore and Chris Moore. So now those guys are getting minutes playing three v three. Why not? I think it's. I yeah. think this is my this is my genius idea of getting of not having bring back JV teams, but having a men's three on three tournament to win the gold. We have to win the gold medal in three on three men's basketball, and I don't think it's going to happen, and that's going to be a tragedy. Because yeah, uh, well, is it going to be the, the kind of thing where we like qualify with these three bums, and then we like no. then all of a sudden LeBron and no. KD they've and, already uh, announced that these three guys are going to be the men's three on three representatives for the Olympics well, of the United States. What are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> we are a country of 330 million people. We are a country with 400 people in the NBA, and I bet 200 of them have U.S. passports if not more, surely three of them can play. Don't you summer. think Jared Harper, Bryce Brown, and Horace Spencer could beat the three that we're sending? Yeah. Like, well, yeah. Here, <laughs> why not J.J. Redick? Yeah, yeah, the old dude. Put J.J. Redick in there, and then like... Shane Battier out Shane, of retirement. Get Shane Battier. Heck Chris, yeah. And Chris Bosh, who just got yeah. just retired. Put those three cats in there. Did we talk about? Did y'all talk about this on the pod, or did we just talk about this in the group chat? Because I, because I know we talked about. I think it was the group chat because I remember we had this discussion a couple weeks ago. Robbie Hummel, yes. Canyon Berry, we who talked played about, in Florida. Yeah, we talked, we talked about, about this on the pod, on the pod. and the group okay. chat that Robbie Hummel and Canyon Berry are two of the three best <laughs> options okay. we have as yeah. the world superpower just, to win a yeah, gold medal in basketball. 
We, we invented mean, the game, guys. We invented there, the game. There are three guys on the Auburn roster now that are better than those guys. guys. Send three of the dudes from Kentucky. I right. don't care. Come on. Take three guys out of the portal. Send Scoop Henderson. <laughs> yeah. Like if you want to go to the G League route, go play this just instead. Take the, yeah, the, the young G League team with Jalen Green yeah. on it. Just send three of those dudes. I mean, always, what are we doing? My brother and I have talked about how like that they should just send – because the NBA is upset about always having to go to the Olympics. The NBA owners don't make any money off of that, and they bear a ton of risk in that you could have a, uh, a Paul George situation where a guy breaks his leg. Yeah. So – my brother and I talked about why not they should just send all of the American-born players from the NCAA national championship team. It should be the representative of the United States. And if you have a guy who's foreign-born, you get to add. Okay, we get to pick up two guys. So don't they don't they do that with like world championships or like there's junior world championships? They'll send. There's a collegiate world championship thing, but it's not necessarily the best team. I don't even know who. It's just like a team gets to do it. Like it's picked. Yeah. I, I know like Kansas got to do it uh, maybe a couple of years ago or maybe yeah. even, you know, I, that's the one that come to my mind most recently. But yeah, you're right, Crow. I, I I've know, seen that. I don't know the logistics on how Kansas – that's the one I remember too is Kansas did it with Bill Self. But I don't know how they did it, who picked them. Because I know their guys who had gone pro weren't on the team. It was It was a weird – Interesting. It's weird. I bet it, and I bet it counts as their foreign tour because you know you get to do sure. like one one of those every four years. I know Auburn went to, went Auburn went to Italy, I believe, before the 2017-2018 season. So I guess we're coming. I mean, up obviously, on that. COVID kind of put a wreck on all of the ones from last year, but you know that kind of did set the stage for what we saw in basketball that season. I know where um, Bruce so wants are, to take those him. Those are valuable for sure. Very valuable. I know where Bruce wants to take him. He's got one country on his mind these days. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you right now, he's going to end up leaving Auburn to become the head head basketball coach of the Israeli men's national team. That's oh, his, I think that's I think that's what he retires to. That's for his sure. next stop. Is head men's coach Israeli basketball? I, I I don't know if he wants to do it though, because I don't know if they're good enough for him. They're they're, I, they're pretty good. They're okay for that region. I mean, depends on who. The problem is they're they're technically Europe. Yeah, because they can't get anybody in their region to play them or recognize right. their right to exist. So, right. <laughs> so they they play That's in a bit of a problem. They play know. in they play in the European region, which is a different, more a much more difficult region. Yeah, it's a lot harder. Last I checked, I guess, I guess it would be Asia. If uh, they might if, play if, in Asia now, I, now that you say that, it sounds somewhat familiar because then they might get to play like the Philippines and China, Japan and, and Iran. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't maybe know. not Iran. They might like, they might I, don't, want to I don't know if they're playing each other. So, so Desert Weagle wrote on Twitter, have you guys considered Arizona State? Auburn and Arizona State have never played in football. Heck, really? Basketball would be pretty fun, home and home. Yeah, Sun yes, Devils. I bring this up with the utmost selfishness because he lives in Arizona. Right, right. Fan of the pod, Desert Weagle, and commenter on collegeofmagnolia.com. So I haven't read the article, but I feel like Ferg put an article out earlier today about teams that Auburn hasn't played uh, played in football because it's kind of alluding to the Pence. And I haven't got a chance to read it yet, but I wonder if that he had that in mind. This is a thing that Clint Richardson's been – a drum he's been banging for a long time too. 
is the the he has a, a graphic of all the teams Auburn's never played, and Arizona State mm. is one of them. I think. Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't hate playing there. I I love any I like idea it. of playing west of the Mississippi. Yeah, yeah we got, we're gonna get to do it a couple times in this this decade. You're so. playing Baylor yeah. in 2023, uh, right? Yep, they're in Tempe. Is Tempe. that where uh, that's right? State pulls yep, State, the Sun Devils and uh, the, the university is in Tucson. Is Which that correct? Tucson kind of yeah. The part that I was in kind of stinks. Tempe is aren't nice. they both notorious party schools? Yes, yes. very much so. There's a street wow. in Tempe that's like their version of like Sixth Street in Austin or Beale Street in Memphis. It's just bars mm. all the way down. So here's a school in Arizona that I would love Auburn basketball to take on and do a home at home with. It's neither one of those schools. It's Grand Canyon. If oh. you've ever seen, it's a, it's it's a, it's a kind of a modern school in Phoenix. Isn't it a but full? They have their, it's not they a have this process. insanely rowdy student section. Yes, yeah. I've seen this on ESPN. Uh, Ryan Sterrett's favorite team this past year was Grand Canyon. It was, yeah. Aren't they? Are they a for-profit university? Did I make that up? They, I think they must be. I don't think they are, <laughs> okay. but they, they, they were, they were, sure. yeah. Wow. But they have like a really crazy. Aren't they past- all though? I know that those guys just say the quiet part out loud. And call themselves <laughs> exactly. a for-profit university. Exactly. But Auburn be- is a non-profit university with a non-profit athletic department that has a budget of like. Three hundred million dollars and has yeah. a staff of like forty, and yet somehow it's you a don't make a profit organization. when you pay all that money out to somebody or yeah. run at a loss. So or <laughs> put jumbotrons in every stadium you can because TVs are expensive. <laughs> now that would be that'd be fun. I know like Louisville's played them out there. Illinois, I think, has gone out and played them. Yeah, um, it's a. Gr- and I mean, they don't they don't play in the they don't play in the Sun Devil Stadium anymore, do they? Up there in the mountain. Nope. They have their own gym. Oh. No, I'm talking about the football team. Oh, football! Yeah, uh, they play in they play in Sun Devil Stadium. Oh, they do still. That place is gorgeous. Yeah. It's like it's almost like the Sun Bowl, and that's like sunk in between a mountain. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to play football there. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's a cool, cool place. And I, yeah. I think, yeah. Plus, we could recruit players from Arizona. <laughs> like I think with Coach Harson, Harson, Harson. Harson, uh, yeah. Harson. <laughs> With him in, in, involved, I think we should try to play more games out in Pac-12 country because maybe he could recruit some of those kids to come play for Auburn. Sure. You got you got Cal twenty, you got Cal and Berkeley in twenty twenty three, and you got UCLA at the Rose Bowl in twenty twenty seven. Pretty excited about that UCLA game. I got so, I got to go. Will you know, Brian Harson be Auburn's head coach in twenty twenty seven? That is the real question. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's hey, a ways away. God willing. That's like 30 years in Auburn coaching years. Yeah. That's a lot I'd of. I like think he is, though. That's a, that is a lot of, like, we got to fire this guy conversation. Here, here's the. It, it, this does not make what you say uh, any less true, but 2027 is only six years from now, and that is crazy. It's wild. Yeah. I mean, 2030 is less than a decade away, which is crazy. Um, Oof. Speaking of 2027, Auburn announced Ball State in football in 2025. Yeah, what uh, a weird, weird <laughs> matchup to announce. Everyone that got far out. so excited about man. Well, I I think Ball State was super excited to yeah. announce this. Is how yeah, this Ball State. Yeah, I would say so. The first thing that came in my mind was homecoming, 
And then I saw yeah. what the date was, and I was like, eh, it's too soon. This is uh, David Letterman's alma mater, Ball State. We have done a uh, – Ball State was really good, what, like 10 years ago now? Really something good. Something like that. Well, they won like 10 games, something yeah. like that, right? They were, they were a yeah. top-level top was, was Brady Hoke the Ball State coach? Am I, I think you're right. Yeah, you, that you sounds right. Name anybody. <laughs> You could have told me Brian Kelly was their coach. Any think, of the Big yeah. Ten names. Oh, hey, was was a uh, was Jim Trestle there? I don't know. This is back before. Uh, that must have been back before my brain just stopped uh, holding information. Right. If I Brady Hook out of a hat there, my brain uh, has stopped all non-Auburn college football and some Auburn college football information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, Ryan, I'll ask you this question that I asked Chief already. This is James Jones wrote this one in. Would you rather the Horace Spencer – I know what your answer is going to be too, Will. The Horace Spencer shot against Kentucky that did not go in, would you rather that shot, that three-pointer made, is made, or that Michael Dyer scores the go-ahead touchdown against Oregon instead of us having to wait for a field goal? Oh, Horace Spencer's three without a doubt. See, that's what, that's what Chief said. That's that's a no brainer because you, because even I mean so you, you still win the, the game you still win the game still, in both cases right but but imagine Horace Spencer making that three and winning at the buzzer in dramatic fashion the guy that's hit I think three career three two maybe three career three pointers in his Auburn four year Auburn career and he hits a three pointer to beat Kentucky to yeah. go to the final four like that's yeah yeah I'm almost I almost would rather him. Make the pass to Bryce, who was wide open, and Bryce makes the three. Okay, yeah. Just because that's the the, the right basketball play, but <laughs> yeah, but I him making three would absolutely. I, I Auburn fans wouldn't have left that town. There have been Auburn fans who are just like we're living here now. Uh, this is where I live. Is in this whatever city that is. <laughs> so I was. Where, was so- that in Kansas City? The Kentucky game. Yeah. Yeah. It was. So yeah, Ryan, I'll Ryan, stay there. So Ryan and I watched that game at Sky Bar, and I would I can tell you if Horace would have made that shot, I would have been worried about the the upper deck oh, that I was standing Sky on. Bar would have burned to the ground that night. That would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would look like Vesuvius had erupted. People would be peeling people would be peeling people off of Sky Bar, and they'd be still oh, cheering geez. and looking at their phones. Uh. I, I, I think uh, people would have been over at Joe's Barbecue in Kansas City, Missouri, just gorging themselves after that game. Had, had, they probably did that anyway. I, I would have. I, I'm still kind of mad that I didn't go to that, that regional because that is – Just to go eat it. <laughs> Casey, just Casey, go Joe's, eat it. Casey. Casey Joe's, baby. Ooh, buddy. Formerly Oklahoma Joe's. Yeah, they changed it because of Ryan's uh, – because of Ryan's work. Yeah, I assume it. <laughs> assume that's why. <laughs> so, all right. So those are my questions. Let's see who somebody else had something. Oh no, Murph wanted us to talk about F1 Monaco, which we had. Hey, we did have a. We did also have a basketball game announcement today. Oh yeah. It's. I mean, it's not. A, it's not. A, it's not a huge. I mean, it's. It's a non-conference game, but we are playing Louisiana Monroe on Friday, November twelfth, which is the night before the Mississippi State home game. So. Basically, what I'm saying is it's going to be either game one or game two. 
and the first time you can go into, into probably a full Auburn arena in two years. Wow. And it's the night before a home football game. I know that it's it's Louisiana Monroe. No disrespect to the Warhawks, but there's no reason that place shouldn't be full. Oh, I, it, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. Um, Guys, go out and get your shots. Take a lap around Talladega, and, we'll, <laughs> and we will all we will all be able to do in person football in the fall with no masks, and it's going to yeah. be wild. It's going to be wild. Pretty excited. Um, the, they're they're already selling parking passes for football this year. Yeah. It is on. Uh, we reached like I think Texas had its first day of no yeah deaths. no deaths. Saw that for the first time in since the day we had. I think we had three deaths today, mm. but we had no deaths. Uh, I think it was two days ago. But anyway, that's a wild number. It's a wild number, and like I know in Dallas at least, it's now like eighty or something percent of everybody over sixty has gotten the shot. Had gotten both shots, or the, or the Pfizer. So it's or the Johnson and Johnson. So it's people are getting the shots at a better rate than people think they are. And at least in Texas. And I think that this thing is going to get whipped, which is nice. Yeah. yeah. It's cause I was on the fence. I was thinking we were going to be doing this again next year. Guys on the run now. It's on the run. So, so I think uh, I'd like to report that uh, Ryan Starrett is uh, alive and well, ah, that's good news. Whew. So for everybody listening now that, uh, has been worried for the last hour along with us. He's yeah. good. So whoever's got the phone, you can put it down. Don't call the police. <laughs> He's been found. We got him, guys. We got him. <laughs> we got him. He's, he was just asleep on the couch, I believe. <laughs> that, that actually is what, uh, what yeah, happens. That says. On the couch. Poor guys, guy. I, I don't begrudge you in the least. I took a nap yeah. Sunday afternoon. And I, if you don't have kids... You, oh man, a Sunday afternoon nap. I mean, I it's such imagine. a luxury. They're beautiful guys, I it's tell you. Such a luxury. <laughs> I can imagine. I felt like I felt like I was at a spa, and I was just on a pile of dirty laundry. I I have I am already my dad. If I sit down somewhere for too long, I'm a, I'm about to fall asleep. There's it no is, there's no character in the history of cinema or really narrative that I identify with more than at the end of. Avengers Infinity War when Thanos just goes and just sits down <laughs> in his backyard <laughs> and just sits there and he's just got that feeling of oh, yeah. finally uh, sit finally. down dead it. I think that almost every single night at about 8.30pm <laughs> when the kids are asleep I just sit down and have that overwhelming load off. Yeah, I've been doing that the last few nights. I've been watching a, a, a I, don't know, I guess you call it a mini series. They call them event series now. I sure. think to try to church it up a little bit. Or, We're watching Devs. 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 Mm-hmm. It was. It, it aired on FX um, over a year ago. Okay. Uh, uh, it's starring uh, Nick Offerman, um, known as Ron Swanson. Sure. Um, and uh, he's the the biggest star in it. Um, but it's uh, done by the guy that did uh, wrote and directed Ex Machina. Okay. Uh, also, Annihilation. Oh, uh, I think I know about this show. He's like a tech Elon Musk yeah, type yeah, guy. Yeah. He's a tech uh, a pioneer of sorts, and uh, they're they're doing some quantum computing. Um, it's set in the near future. <clears throat> uh, 
it's uh it's interesting it's pretty good it's uh it's pretty heady um drop a lot of f words so not for the kids sure it's prestige television on cable so fx um but i've i've enjoyed it it's uh, pretty good i heard a lot about it on a podcast i listened to when i was watching westworld uh whenever the last see over a year ago when that last season aired and uh um uh, i'm just now getting around to watching it so alex garland is that guy's name and uh <clears throat> oh, there's something else he did that i really like and i can't remember what it was so well i i like that we give people things to watch i think Yes, yeah, so we've talked about Formula One Drive to Survive. We got to this show Devs. I would also show the, there's a French crime show on Netflix called Lupin, L-U-P-I-N. It is awesome. It's like every episode is a different Ocean's Eleven style heist. It's super cool. It's a really good show. You will not mind reading subtitles because French is a beautiful language and Paris is a gorgeous city to watch on television. So. You nice. will like it. Um, the Louvre features prominently. Mm. Um, yeah. All right. That's all I got. That's all you guys got? Yeah, I think so. I think, uh, yeah, can't think of anything else. Oh, well, watch I, Bad Batch, everybody. Star Wars. It's, uh, it's decent cartoon stuff if you, uh, if you can stomach animation. Well, I actually have another question for you, Chief. Mm. Yeah. This is just a direct Chief question. Okay. All right. One of these teams can win a championship, their mm. league championship. Okay. Okay. But the expense, at the expense of the other two that I name, are not going to win the title for 25 years. Okay. Mm, ouch. So you have your Everton Football Club, mm-hmm. the Atlanta Braves, mm. or Auburn Men's Football. So you you get well, an Auburn national championship, but then yeah. Everton won't win the league for twenty five yeah. years. So, so that's I'll make it like fifty five years since right. they've won the league. Um, and the Braves won't win a World Series for twenty five more years. Oh God. Um, well, I mean, we've already it, gone. The only thing that makes this tough for me is that I have seen the Braves win a World Series, and I have seen Auburn win uh, a, a national championship in football. Um, but Everton winning the league at the expense of Auburn that not winning tough. a title for 25 years is tough. This is my quarter I mean, century. That would, would you still be less, that would still be less time than everyone before me had to right. wait for, for an national, Auburn national That's championship. True. Um, that, let me ask this, Kavit. Can, can Auburn still win the SEC? Oh, yeah. And, Your team can be great. And, okay, and Everton can still win. They can be say, in the Champions League. League and FA Cup? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Everything can um, finish top four every year. They just won't ever win the Premier League. They'll be basically live, they turn into Liverpool basically up until they they actually yeah, won the Premier that, League. That's tough because I almost have to go to the with the Braves in that scenario because there's really nothing else for them to win that that would mean much of anything. They can win their division in the National League yeah, every year. They did that a gazillion <laughs> time. Yeah, uh, before, before Ryan was born. Before and, Ryan was born. Uh, <laughs> Um, How many National League East banners do they have at this point? They won every one from like 1991 to till 2006 or something like that. Yeah, oh five, they won 14 in a row. Yep, that's so wild. Uh, um, I 
I literally didn't start watching baseball until 1996, which was the year after the Braves won the oh. World Series. So I've watched Braves baseball Shit. for 25 years and have never that. So that's why I was saying, I was like, eh, what's another 25 years until I've right, seen Will, yours is Auburn men's basketball, Auburn football, or the Braves? Oh, oh, men's basketball. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking men's question. basketball in that situation. Okay. If you, it, yeah, if you, that's, yeah. Sorry, Everton. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Braves. Sorry, Auburn football as bad fans. As you've been. For the That's last amazing. 30. Auburn football uh, turns into Georgia and just keeps going to title games and losing them. Yeah. Well, tough. Man. Uh, how about uh, Dorman? One DFB Pokal. I was over the moon in that match. That was fun. Dorman's the hottest team in the hottest team in the league right now. How are they so much fun to watch sometimes and just? Just so awful. It's not even like well, Everton is kind of because like that, the Bundesliga they're better than even good Everton. The Bundesliga is very much a hot and cold league. Where like, if you're not a soccer fan, I would recommend that's the league you get into because there's going to be games like the one Dortmund had that was like five four or some nonsense. Like, it's just goals on goals. It's awesome. Yeah. So there's sometimes Dortmund plays a game and they win three to two. And then the next game, they lose four it's, to there's one. There's also so, – so, I mean, you do have Bayern, who yeah, are Bayern. A, a team of superstars. But uh, it's it, they're they're still different than all the other superstar teams because they don't – they're not – they still don't spend as – they don't spend yeah. nearly as much money as those teams. The they spend more money than everyone else in the, in Bayern, the Bayern is able to prey on – not prey, but they're able to, to win with the fact that a ton of kids who grew up in Germany grow up. Yeah, wanting, wanting to play for Bayern. So, like, there are a lot of Germans on that team who should be in the Premier League talent-wise right. but are would rather just play for Bayern because right. that's, that's what it means to be and that, German. They also, uh, they also still, like, pay more than everyone else. Like, like yeah. they're, they're able to pick off – like, Dortmund isn't – you know, they're not poppers. No. <laughs> Bayern is st- still able to pick off – their best players. Dorman uh, runs basically a, a farm system. Club. For, yeah, yeah. it's incredible. I mean, it's considered incredible that uh, Marco Royce didn't go to Bayern because that's that's what happens. Their best players are there, and then they end up coming back. Like they always uh, come back. Mario Götze came back. Yeah. Uh, uh, Max Hummels came, and it's always like I'm three, interested four to see years. If Boateng, if Boateng comes to Bayern to, to Dortmund, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just you know, Dortmund gets makes its team with. 18-year-olds and 40-year-olds. That's kind of yeah. who's on a team. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of players in the Bundesliga that are going to be superstars one day, too. Like oh. that, that seems to happen a lot. And Bayern is – Dortmund is the best talent acquisition team, in the, I think, in the world in terms of – Yeah, I, oh, I think you're right. They, they spend a decent amount, but nowhere close to what City or United well, or well, it's, Munich but They're able to do it because they identify guys they very young. Identi- they identify guys – and then all of a sudden, it's like, who? Where did this guy come from? Oh, he's the best young player in the world, and they sell him, and they do it there's, again the next year. Well, and there's all there, there are all there's also dudes like uh, Shinji Kagawa, who, like, they got him young. He's the most known player in Japan, I think. Yeah, still, he is. Uh, and and you know, they get guys. They'll go to bigger teams. He went to Manchester United and just didn't make it. Comes back and is yeah. great for Dortmund still. I think so. Uh, You'll see. I mean, I think Holland will, will break a record 
for most oh, money yeah. spent on a soccer player ever. Go. What's incredible is he and Harry Kane are probably be on the market at the same time yeah. this year. I'd rather have Haaland. Oh, why not? He's yeah, well, 19, he's insane. He's basically I an 18-year-old Cristiano Ronaldo. Like, they're both pretty ugly, so why not get the one that's <laughs> like a monster truck out he's, there? And, he, well, you don't understand when we're saying this. You know how like when you watched football and then you saw like Terrell Owens and you're like, wait, that guy's twice the size of all of the other wide receivers. <laughs> yeah. How's he doing? Erling Haaland plays a position that usually the guys who play that position are like five nine and a buck ninety. Yeah. And he is six four <laughs> and like two thirty. Built like a Mack truck. He's giant, and he and he's, and he's the fastest he's fast. guy on the field. <laughs> it's incredible. So like, if he gets he, the ball, he is just blazing past, and he doesn't. He doesn't run like he runs like he's angry at the ground. <laughs> That's how he runs. Like he is stomping the ground to get it into submission. And this guy, he's very lucky that he is very talented at sports uh, because he is not an attractive man. No, it was like he was. He looks <laughs> like he was a younger, small person who took super serum of some sort, <laughs> and he grew into this. Norse god. Uh, he is he, he is incredible though, and he someone is going to pay a lot of money. They, ha- they have to pay. The way it works over there, Will, is that they have to pay. Dortmund has set the price. If you want to sign Erling Haaland, you have to pay us one hundred. Because they have his contract. Yeah, mm-hmm. you got to pay us one hundred eighty okay. million euros. Basically, I'd buy him out of his contract. Plus, because his contract isn't that much, but you got to right. buy him out of his contract plus, right, right, right. and it's going to equal up to one hundred eighty million euros. Then you got to negotiate a new contract with him, which means uh, you're probably going to have to pay him like two hundred forty thousand dollars a week or something. Like because that. he's that would be, I think, that one hundred eighty million euros would already be a record transfer yeah. transfer for someone his age, and then because he's like oh, twenty sure. years old. Ne- Neymar was like one eighty, I want to say, or something like yeah. that. PSG so, bought. Him. So you pay they pay one hundred eighty what million million euros. Just to ne- just to nego- be able to negotiate. It's kind of like when a Japanese guy is going to Major League Baseball, and the teams in the major leagues all put in bids mm-hmm. to the yeah. team. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. it's the same thing. So, like, you get the right to negotiate. Yeah, you, you buy. Yeah, Halan. you buy the players' rights, wow. basically. It, but then it, you got to get a new gonna, contract. You're not. Yeah, you're not going to pay that money if you know he's not going to sign a contract with you. So there is that usually, but uh, right. Um, Could you imagine? Yeah, it's so incredible. So then it's Dortmund, gonna be City. City's gonna. He's going to City. I don't like, think City has room, to be honest. I think I think City's backed off on him because I don't think they've got they've got space. Maybe. I think they're going to get Harry Kane, or well, they, Lionel Messi. They they may have they may have room for him though because uh, Aguero's gone after this year. Uh, they're going to replace him with either Lionel Messi or Harry Kane. Yeah. Lionel yeah. Messi going to City would be the craziest storyline, but. I mean, I think he kind of wants to go there, right? He, he wants to not have to pay Spanish taxes anymore. Yes. So he wants who, to go anywhere, does, anywhere where he doesn't have to do yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> because they they double tax and triple tax their athletes. It doesn't make – They're crazy. Their athletes all – everybody who's over there who is famous ends up in tax trouble. Yeah. And it's, it's everybody. because – Everybody. Like the actor Shakira was in tax trouble over there. Like – they tax their tax code is compli- complicated and convoluted, and then they go after 
famous people to make examples of them to the Spanish yeah, public. Yeah, I, I figure that's what that that's about. Yeah, like it's, uh, like managers of teams have gotten in trouble. Oh yeah, like it's, it's it's like in in if you have a lot of money, they're coming after you because they know that you have like no matter what you probably have evaded taxes unless you unless you run santander the bank or i can't there's a couple other like institution companies in spain that are like untouchable unless you run one of those yeah they're coming after you for money it's a it's wild all right that is the podcast for this week we hope you guys enjoyed it you got we'll talk more katie johnson next week 75 minutes of pod we're either going to talk a lot about him, or you're not going to ever hear us say his name again. Hey, uh, as you listen to this, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, happy for real Star Wars Day. This is the day that both uh, uh, episode Star Wars returned to the theaters in May 1999, May 19, 1999, uh, with The Phantom Menace, and also uh, Episode 3, The Revenge of the Sith, uh, May 19th, 2005. May the 19th be with you, I guess, Chief. Uh, and yesterday, the 16th, yesterday as we record this, uh, was uh, the day that uh, the best of them all, right? Episode 2 was released. Wait. No. <laughs> You're really going to open this box up the now? The best of what all? <laughs> uh, George Lucas's birthday is the 14th. May is truly Star Wars month. The best Hayden uh, Christensen film. <laughs> oh, wow. That's actually, uh, that's Shattered Glass. Sure. Uh, but. I was just going to say, here's hoping that as you listen to this podcast today, we get both a basketball commitment and a football commitment today. Yeah. 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 I'm Katie on Johnson. And, uh, and the Kaufman kid yeah. from Vandy. Yeah. Yep. That's more AU Never Territory, not me. But <laughs> now I've got broken glass in my head. Shattered glass. Bro- Walking on broken glass, guys, is a, it's a hit. Absolute banger. All right. You guys have a War Eagle weekend. Go.